All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold it. Now release slowly. Again, deep inhale. Hold. Release. 
repeating internally to yourself as you connect to my voice. I am deeply well. I am deeply well. I am deeply well. I'm Debbie Brown, and this is the Deeply Well Podcast. Welcome to Deeply Well, a soft place to land on your journey. A podcast for those that are curious, creative, and ready to expand in higher consciousness and self-care. This is where we heal. This is where we become. Welcome back to the show. I'm Debbie Brown, and today's episode, we are deep, 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 deep diving and expanding in one of the most beautiful subjects ever to grace this planet, one of the most masterful tools to ever be given to us, and that is meditation. Today's episode, I am joined by a very special guest, one who I have loved watching from afar on Instagram and connecting with their work and connecting with their daily inspiration. Today's guest is Joel Cross, also known as a soul called Joel. He's a certified meditation teacher, mindfulness coach, and accomplished musician. He has been Grammy-nominated for his collaborations with India Ari Swoon. As a songwriter and a guitarist, he has spent more than a decade immersed in research and practice, and his wellness-based offerings include The Rise Journal, I Got That, Poetry, Music, and the Beautiful Souls Mindfulness Community, where he leads guided meditations every morning. With a practical approach to ancient meditation techniques, Joel helps individuals cultivate inner peace and emotional stability while honoring their personal truths. A soul called Joel, welcome to the show. Mm, Thank you for having me. How is your heart? Full. Mm. (laughs) And yours? (laughs) So expansive. My heart feels really, really grounded and also vast Mm. in some new ways right now. So it's a good space to be in. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Where do I even want to begin? You know what? Actually, the first question I'm going to ask you before we dive into um, all of the questions, what is your favorite Indiari album? (laughs) (laughs) If I'm being really honest, it's still Acoustic Soul. Ah. Yeah. It's acoustic soul. Um, I remember being a teenager. I had just barely started playing guitar. Mm. Didn't have any formal training. was just, you know, messing with the instrument. And I heard the truth. Mm. I heard Ready for Love. Heard video, of course. And I just remember thinking that's what music's supposed to sound like. That's what music is supposed to be about. Wow. And... Of course, as a guitar player, I totally nerded out on all of the <laughs> great musicians that were on the record. Mm. But um, yeah, I think that was the first time I heard someone speak kindly about someone with a gap, which was one of my insecurities I was working wow. through as a you know a young man. But um, yeah, definitely acoustic soul. Uh, NDRE is just my God! What a gift to this planet! Yes. 
what her music and teachings have just done, especially I think back like on a subconscious level, because there were songs that I connected to so deeply at ages that I didn't have any depth of self-exploration in the way that I do now. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing those songs and then forgot. And I heard some recently and I was like, oh my God, like she has been sharing the path mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like, wow, I love her. I love her. I love her. My favorite album is, um, I might butcher this cause I always get a couple words switched, but, um, Testimony, Love and Relationships, Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That that has been such a beautiful um, homecoming for me for over 10 years. Every time I get to reconnect with that album, I'm always just like, what a genius. What yes. a genius. Yes, she really is. <sighs> I would love to get started, Joel, by asking you, how did you connect to meditation for the first time? Mm-hmm. And how, how did you start that personal journey with it? Yeah. It's really kind of um, odd, but <laughs> I come from a very spiritual background, but it was very Christian traditional. Mm. And around my early 20s, I felt myself wanting to expand beyond that, not knowing what to do or where to go. But meditation was loud in my intuition, just like a spotlight on it in my life. Mm-hmm. And one day I was finally like, okay, I guess I'm going to meditate. I have no idea what I'm doing. I sit down in the corner of my room. I find some meditation music on YouTube. I put it on. I was so inflexible. I couldn't even sit cross-legged. Wow. Right. So I'm just kind of like hunkered down in this corner. And... I have the most profound experience. I just start intuitively breathing. And with each in-breath, I would focus on my thought. Mm. Out-breath, I would visualize it dissolving until there was nothing else in my mind. And then I had this amazing visualization. It was this intertwined connection with all of life. Mm. So as I exhaled, whatever that last thought was, disappeared and I was shown light coming down on it and that light was combined with the energy of that thought that idea and being dispersed throughout the cosmos right and then I saw the water running through the plants turning into the air we breathe right (sighs) and then someone harvesting that tree turning it into the desk that was in my room right And then even driving down the road, feeling the energy of the person next to me and how that impacted me very subtly, but very profoundly. And next thing I knew, it was about an hour later. (laughs) I felt so light, I thought I was going to take flight. And I came out of my room, still had my college roommates. (laughs) And I was like, guys, (laughs) I don't know what just happened, but you got to try this. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, that was my first experience. Your first was yeah. the awakening. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so what changed after that? Well, after that, I, I started diving more deeply into the practice, certainly. Um, but what was interesting, about six months later, I was still very much 
a musician and only a musician. Mm. And I caught tendonitis in my hand. Mm. And so my identity was very wrapped up in music and only music. And there was a bit of a crumbling of that whole egoic structure because I went from practicing 10, 12 hours a day, playing very fast jazz music mm. to not being able to play very basic songs that I learned when I was you know, a teenager. And I dove into the practice and actually found this book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Mm. And um, she started talking about, well, all of our illness is coming from where areas we haven't forgiven. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm not holding anything against anyone. I love everybody, right? And she has this uh, dissolving resentment exercise that um, I think was created by Emmett Fox, where you're visualizing all the people in your life on a stage doing the thing they love to try to get into your subconscious. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going through different family members, friends, and I get to my father. And I couldn't do it. Mm. And I broke down bawling. And so that became my meditation practice. Just sitting on my front porch in North Texas, underneath an old oak tree, and trying to visualize my father having an enjoyable experience as a way to heal and forgive. <sighs> and wow. after a few months, I was able to do it. Mm. And it, it just kind of broke me open to a whole other perspective on my life, on ways to connect to how I perceive my reality, perceive the world around me, but also how absent I was from my feelings. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> that part, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. That That piece of the dance of surrendering into meditation is, it's just so beautifully designed, so interesting and so challenging. Yes. You know, I, I don't, there are so many things that I want to bring up right now at the same time about things that you said. Um, gosh, so much. I think you bring up the piece that I think keeps so many people from going past that one or two times with like a five-minute practice or like a five-minute guided session mm -hmm. to doing the deeper part of the true sitting in silence with self. You know, as, as a meditation teacher, the first thing that I think many of us find that we have to deal with is every person, every single person that contests that they think too much. You know, everyone thinks they're the only one that thinks too much. It's like me too, before I, <laughs> before I kept going. Um, you know, but that, that is to be human. It's why we're here. We're constantly processing and churning and releasing this lifetime and so many. So it's, of course we have thousands and thousands, but you know, the piece about being able to access those deeper levels of our own emotional life, I think that's where the fear comes in for many that um, are desiring to start a practice. Mm -hmm. You get through a couple guided meditations, you kind of get into that five minute and you're feeling good because you're feeling that initial 
kind of gratefulness for being able to do it. You're noticing that you're not used to being that still or that quiet. And then after a couple of weeks, like the portal opens for you to start releasing and noticing why don't my hips come down when I'm first trying to sit in a meditative posture or why does that stiffness come up and why do I judge it and and get angry with it? And would you speak to some of the ways to approach that feeling when it begins and how to meet it, what to do with it? Yeah, I, I demystify by reframing the definition of meditation. Mm. And I try to keep it as simple as possible. It's self-regulating your attention with intention. Mm. So I try to let go of all of the ideas around, this is how I'm supposed to sit. This is the rigid structure of Mm -hmm. what is kind of the mainstream idea of meditation. And then I actually just send them to the journal. Like, don't even worry about how you're sitting. Don't worry about what's going on in your brain. Be active, right? So focus your attention on writing Mm -hmm. and don't even judge it. It's kind of how the Rise Journal came about because the start of it is all about just releasing stream of consciousness writing. You're letting go of what's happening. You're being present to what you're thinking, but you're also detaching at the same time. So from that space, it's like, oh, wait, Meditation can be journaling. Mm. It opens them wide and then they start building the confidence in the practice, still yielding some of the similar results, Mm. but from a totally different vantage point. Um, Then, of course, as you clear that space, asking deeper questions, asking hard questions, as I like to call them, and then holding space to hear from your heart, right? Just a few breaths opens you up in a way where you're not worried about how you're sitting or judging yourself. It's like, you can do it for three breaths. (laughs) Yeah. And it's been so beautiful to hear the feedback from um, the individuals who have started the journal and how much it's really had an impact on their journeys. Yeah. That's the journey of meditation. It, it brings you so many things you never knew to know you needed. (laughs) (laughs) Especially getting back into your body. I think that is a big piece where when you start a meditation practice, you don't realize that that's one of the fruits of it. You don't even know that maybe you're out of your body or that you don't feel as connected to your emotional life and that you've never investigated, why don't I? And, you know, then it all pours in. Um, slowly over time, you, so you begin every morning with your opening greeting on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And as I look at your page, I see how much everyone that connects with your work, especially connects with that invitation to join the experience. So you begin by saying, good morning, beautiful soul. How's your heart? How did that come to you? Mm. You know, I think the first time someone asked me how my heart was, it was uh, a dear friend. I call her Mama A. She's like a second friend, a second mom, excuse me. And um, she's also in the wellness space, psychotherapist and healer. And showed up at her space and she asked me that. I was like, oh, I feel like I've asked myself that in my journal in a way, Mm. but I hadn't heard it from the outside. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, this was maybe over a decade ago. And I carried that. It's like, there's no one else really in my space that was doing that. And I also, at that same time, wanted to do it, but didn't know how to initiate it with people. Mm. Right? So, as I've been on this kind of wild journey the last few years of kind of transitioning away from this solo identity as a musician to sharing some of my spiritual um, spiritual parts of my life with the world. Mm-hmm. It's my creative process is all about flow. Um, it stems from this book, Effortless Mastery, which changed my life, mm. literally. Um, it's actually part of the, the way I met India. I'll have to tell you that story at some point. Um, but it's literally about getting into this space or understanding this idea that every other part of life is happening effortlessly, right? And a lot of those practices were all about channeling the force of life as you breathe, owning your mastery as Devi, as Joel, Mm -hmm. and understanding that's not going to look like any other person and allowing it to flow through you, right? And from that place, all you have to do is connect to the heart, listen, receive, and share. And as I'm out on my hikes, walking meditation is my jam. (laughs) Mm. So I get into flow state on my hikes. And then once I feel connected, I just kind of turn on the camera. And one day that came out and I started sharing it and people really resonated with it. And so I shared it more. Yeah. Those daily videos are so soothing. I think especially to the nervous system because you are always in this stunning backdrop somewhere where you know it is just like the wild, natural, (laughs) you know, experience of being on earth and being alive. What does your day-to-day life look like? What is, (laughs) have you always kind of lived on the land or? No. Okay. No, (laughs) definitely not. Um, So, my day-to-day life now is very different from how I grew up or how I've lived up until about three years ago. Um, I was in New York City, living in the middle of Manhattan, writing music, playing music. um, And that's what I did, was married. That marriage didn't work out. And as I transitioned from that lifestyle, I went into a deep, deep surrendering to my heart. Mm. And for a long time, I'd wanted to travel, wanted to explore nature, really dive into a minimalist lifestyle. And of course, it was also the middle of COVID. So that dream of doing that in Spain wasn't going to (laughs) happen. So um, the next best thing was the RV. Mm. Um, So I got an RV, got a truck, and my gut was saying, Get a field recorder, go follow the resonance, the energy of the space. My intention was to be able to navigate the energy of home in any space, right? And so it led me actually back to Maine that first summer. So I had gone back to Texas to be with family for a while to kind of regroup. And then I drove up to literally the northern farthest, most east point in the country, um, and I thought I was going to stay a week, ended up staying for two months. Wow. And every day it was literally, okay, how's my heart? That's a check-in. But then it's, what does my heart want me to do today? Mm. 
be very simple. Like sometimes we just go check out this trail, go check out that. And I would always have my guitar in the truck and my little chair. And one day I found some random beach and it's rocky. I had to like off-road. I'm the only person out there. And I hear very loudly, just play. So I just kind of set up things and I start playing. And I'm just in this state of deep connection to source and nature. And there's this beautiful thing that happens when you get far enough away from the collective energy mm-hmm. that you you feel this clarity and this peace of just being a human animal on this planet. Mm. Right? And we try to separate ourselves from the other animals. We're human animals. Right? We have a lot of gifts that they don't have. But reconnecting to the earth in a way where there's no distraction, there's no need to do anything else but be. And in that heart space is where all of the gold lies. It's our seed, right? If you're planting seed for a flower, you give it the proper environment it will grow. Mm. For us, listening to the wisdom and the instructions in our seed is how we grow. That must have felt so extraordinary, especially processing the ending of something meaningful to you in the midst of a global reckoning to have this space, like very literally, like to be in such an expansive element, all your cells kind of follow suit, you know? Mm -hmm. How did that process feel for you? And how do you feel that um, you emerged from the pandemic? Oh, wow. It was, a, it was like a cocoon, going into a cocoon, if you will. That, yeah. That uh, travel trailer was my cocoon. Um, it was a, a deeply challenging process, right? I don't even remember what you asked me earlier. <laughs> I totally like went left and I'm realizing that now. <laughs> it's like you'll have to ask me again. But um, that process felt like a deep shedding yeah. of the disguises and mask and the oh, unconscious manipulation. Disguises. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a song I wrote with India called The Hour of Love. Mm. And it's all about taking an hour each day for your practice or your prayer, whatever your rituals are. And at the end, it's, we um, have the refrain, be rid of your disguises again. Be rid of your disguises again. Be rid of your disguises again. Because every day we have this sense memory with all of these spaces and people. And we forget, right? We, for, we have to forget ourselves to feel safe or to protect ourselves in those situations not realizing that we could reconnect to hope and transform Mm. our situation or rather set the tone in those spaces. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, Keep going, because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. 
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Deeply well. How many years have you been in the RV now? Um, three. Wow. This is a big question that I know has like such a multitude of answers, but (laughs) (laughs) I will attempt. Um, That experience of being by yourself and also very consciously being intuitively led about where your next destination is. I just, you know, I can't even imagine how masterful and how healing having that as an addition to the process of everything else, right? Because it's like, then you are living in intuition and you're also not being, you're not leaking energy in any way, especially from those day-to-day interactions or, you know, just um, bumping up against a lot of the the fear and the grief that's present in people right now. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So looking back who you were when you stepped in to right now, three years later in this moment, what are you noticing as some of um, the greatest gifts of this experience? Oh, freedom is the one word answer. But there's so many. Um, I remember before, maybe 2018, there was a, a meme that said, I want a life I don't need a vacation from. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And then I <laughs> sat with that. I was like, what does that even mean for me? Mm. You know, like, what would that look like? And I knew that I didn't want to um, 
have as spontaneous a schedule as I did as only a musician because I wanted to have children one day and, mm. you know, that'll come at some point. But a large part of that was maybe work an hour or two each day, have a lot of time to connect to nature, mm. have a lot of time to be with my family and those who I care about because I know that I don't need much, but I also know that I'm happiest when I'm connected yeah. to those things. So the greatest gift is that now I'm, I'm closer to that dream than ever. And I feel more embodied than ever. I had to face a lot of my own demons through that process. The ways that I created a partnership that wasn't resonant with who I am because of all those masks and disguises doing some deep soul healing work with my family. Of course, we all know those things start in childhood. Yeah. And to face one of my greatest fears, which was to be rejected by my family mm. as maybe one of the, as the only individual in the immediate family who doesn't adhere to the tradition that we were brought up in. Wow. So it's, it's freedom to know that beyond that fear, we still love each other, had a lot of growing pains. And learning how to accept the things that may or may not ever be um, what we want. Mm. You know, when you speak about, especially the dynamics that the Christian church and Black family in the Christian church, um, you know, the role that that plays, both the deep importance, especially historically, um, and also some of the ways that I think collectively we're exploring some of the negative aspects of that and relationships of that. How has, as a Black man, mm-hmm. how has that, um, what have you been noticing with that? I don't necessarily have a question around it because I've been observing it myself. And, okay. you know, as someone, I, I didn't grow up in the church. I kind of grew up with all beliefs. Um None that were given to me, but I was always exploring them everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, I remember when I first started teaching meditation, it really caught me by surprise how substantial that part of our belief was um, and how many spaces I was going into and it was being so rejected and how as a teacher I had a really adopt and study different ways of teaching this um, so that people didn't think it was a competitor of God. They understood it was one and the same. And, you know, as is often shared in this work, prayer is when you talk to God, meditation is when you listen for the answers. Um, So to take up a lifestyle like this in many regards, right? Like being out, Alone in nature, right? And so many people, especially in communities of color, historically haven't always had access to nature because of, you know, laws during segregation that then led us to thinking that that's not for us. And so you're, you're, you're kind of shifting a lot of things by existing, by being yourself right now in this moment. Mm-hmm. And so what are, I'm just curious, any thoughts or observations you've had about kind of those polarities and navigating conversations um, with people from uh, more of a Christian community? Yeah. Um, you know, so for a, a, a more accurate depiction of my upbringing, my dad's like a third generation 
Southern Baptist preacher. Wow. So it's it's thick. Oh, deep, <laughs> it's deep. thick in my family. <laughs> uh, my grandfather had a church in New Orleans. My great-grandfather started that church. And now I think my cousin's um, the lead pastor at that church. So there's a, a, a long, a long history there. And now within the black community in general, I think there is a lot of um, different misunderstandings, I think, because there hasn't been a lot of exposure in those spaces because we have a lot of trauma in our community, right? And that's where we found safety. That's where we found ways to connect and transcend mentally and spiritually the injustices and the hatred and the murders and everything that we endured as a community. Mm -hmm. That was our anchor. Mm -hmm. And so we learned through that history that anything other than may disrupt that feeling of security. And so my approach now, it's it's one of the reasons that I use the language of the heart. Because mm. I wanted to find the language that we can agree on. And when I use words like God or even the divine, it gets, there's a lot of questions, mm -hmm. right? So... When I think of heart, I'm like, well, we all have heart. We all have love. How can we approach this from a, a vantage point of connection, right, and harmony? But even still, there's those who are, will be close to that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I recognize that it's, it's really about exposure. And I know that within my community, my family unit, that I've softened a lot of those rough edges in a way because as family, even though there were periods where we struggled, there was still that pure intention of wanting to stay connected, mm. wanting to be as loving as we knew how. And learning that that unconditional love means showing up to meet people where they are, right? And how we find constancy in that is grace and compassion. The other thing I wanted to share about our community and this whole piece with nature. Yeah. Um, going back to George Floyd for me, mm. I had a, a deep, I think we all had a, a deep um, awakening of sorts around um, injustice in our, in our country. I had to figure out how I wanted to approach that topic in a way that would transform our community mm -hmm. while also maintaining who I am. And one of the intentions around my travel was to embody us reclaiming our bodies in nature, as grounding as we know it is to see, you know, if I'm in the mountains of the Pacific Northwest or by a river or whatever it may be, for us to reclaim our right as humans human animals, human species on this planet out of nature. Because I can tell you, when I told my parents what I was going to do, they were like, where are you going? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> doing what? Right, you know, um, where? You're going yeah. to the remote places, you know. I've been way off grid. And, but, you know, part of that was um, healing my own trauma around nature and having those fears mm -hmm. and facing them. Um, and 
You had Resma Minicum on your show. Yes, I did. Love My Resma. good brother. Yes, yeah. yes. Thank you, Resma. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, after doing some work through his book, Grandma's oh, Hands. God, my grandmother's hands. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like healing some of that trauma around police and injustice. It shifted my perspective on how to honor this. Wow. Right. As a black man mm-hmm. out in nature, not just the stigma we have around going out, but also culturally the identity that we bear within a stereotype as black people don't do certain things. Yeah. Yeah. And how um, just limiting that can be and misleading, Mm. you know? So that was, those are the ways that I approach those things. Um, But it's still a journey, journey for sure. What are some of the things you like to do when you're alone in nature? I'm alone, I will put on a fire if the weather's great, make a, a kettle of tea and play guitar, or I will write poetry, read, or just ground, just ground and enjoy it. And of course, it's all, all of that is a meditation to me. Yeah. It's not separate. Yeah. Um, it's, I went through this thing of, of recognizing all these identities we attach to, right? As a black man, as a man of a certain age, as a cisgendered male, and realizing I kind of bust a lot of those things over, wide open, right? And realizing on a fundamental level as human animals, we are supposed to be connected to nature. And the way I feel comfortable doing that is by just honoring the pull. I don't have to overthink it. It doesn't have to be a, again, this whole life that I don't want to vacation from, right? If I'm connected every day, I'm not stressed. I'm not overworking myself. I'm not stuck in the productivity, you know, capitalistic identity or pattern. I can be connected to the community in the mornings and enjoy the day. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Deeply well. Connecting with nature has been one of the most, like, surprisingly pleasurable, exciting, incredible experiences, I think, of my life. Hmm. And I I grew up in L.A., so we have a beautiful city. You know, it's not that I'm far from nature, but it's not outside of the beach. It's not something, like, you're going out of your way to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that forest energy, like that river energy is crazy it's just like wow i i had this experience recently i just shared it on this last episode but (laughs) it's so much funnier than i've even told it now but i'm gonna tell it in more of a basic way (laughs) but i went um i i was visiting paris a couple weeks ago and by surprise i found this tiny little forest Mm. on the outskirts of Paris, which was mm-hmm. like, I did not expect that to happen. Yeah. And the second I walked in, it almost felt like a movie. Like it was like, you know, Secret Garden or something. Like you push through this little path and you open up, you know, the branches and all of a sudden it's like, ha, ah. you know, it's just this whole ancient forest with moss grown over all of the bark. And that takes a certain amount of years and decades to happen. And, you know, it's just mm-hmm. being able to, I love to like bury my hands and feet mm. and like the soil or in like, especially if I'm somewhere like Sedona or, mm. but having opportunities for me now to be out traveling, whether for work or pleasure and find like a beautiful natural element of that area. And almost, you know, it feels as if I, my soul longs to pay homage to the earth in that area and to learn from it uh, while I'm there. So it's been exquisite getting to know nature. And for so, I think for so many of us, that is the piece where it's like, when we first think of our practices, it's kind of your, your, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do something for, you know, my mind, my spirit, my body. And it's, it's such a checklist kind of thing that it can be overwhelming. So it doesn't even feel good for quite a while. It feels like a chore. But turning your practice into everything that you just said, which is it's not rigid, it's flexible, it's based on 
your intuition. It's based on the longings of your being for that day, for that moment. And then getting out and just being at play. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's... We're really simple beings. Yeah. And we live in a world that's been complicated. Um, this... The thing that kind of brought me back was, um, have you read Miracle of Mindfulness, Thich Nhat Hanh? Mm-mm. Oh, that was my first book on meditation I read. Very simple manual. I was inspired by him because he was a mentor for our um, Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. one of many, I'm sure. But um, So I read this book, and he keeps it very simple. He's like, when eating an orange, you should know how to eat an orange. When washing the dishes, you should know how to wash the dishes. And at first, I was like, I don't get it. What are you talking about? This is so weird. And he repeats all of these different daily activities. And then he mentions this um, manual that a lot of the monks had, which was called the Essential Discipline for Daily Use. Mm. And they had all of these little mantras that they would apply to different daily activities. And one of the ones I remember well is washing my hands. I hope that every being has pure hands to receive reality. Right, right. (sighs) (laughs) Mm. Um, And so I went looking for this book, couldn't find it at the time. So I started writing my own. And I would do that as I washed my hands, I would have these intentions, or as I brushed my teeth, little daily things, a few moments, right? 30 seconds, whatever it is, a few breaths. And I realized I developed a sense memory with these spaces, right? So as I would make my tea, I would just feel peaceful and grounded as I wash my hands. And then I would just kind of stay mostly in the flow throughout the day where there wasn't this heavy partition of I need to spend an hour today because this week just was like ruined. I've been so overwhelmed. But these little moments of all the things you're going to do anyway, Mm-hmm. now become a part of the practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mastery. Yeah. Like it's devotional, ritualistic to master something with ease, with grace, to commit the knowing to your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to make it, the word that I keep using for for what I experience in that way is like pleasurable, you know, yeah. like to make it feel good throughout. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that is, that has been the change, the deepening, I think I've been most excited about in my own life and practice, you know, uh, practicing meditation for quite a while, but it, it takes time to get to the places you need to get to. And it's been in the last couple of years that it's just felt, no matter what you could be going through, just almost, it's just such a craving to have this spiritual practice. There is no way I would miss a second of it. Yeah. I'll move anything else around in my life <laughs> to make time for that. Yes. You know, any meeting can be canceled yeah, right. for my meditation. Right, right. And to hit that point and to really know what it took to get there for each of us individually when we make it there, whatever that looks like for each of us, it's just so beautiful, you know, just such a pride really sets in for yeah. what you were willing to dance with and let go of. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so beautiful to hear the stories of others. And 
when, where, and how, and, and their avenue. Even you describing this little forested area in Paris that was natural yeah. and touched. Oh my God, it's so epic. Because on one hand, you're in Paris. <laughs> right, right. And then there's this this natural area that's just captivating and, and resonating. I in was this in way. that forest for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it was yeah. just, and I, I, I really, and there were so many tiny paths. There was a stream. There was just this like insane amount of crows filling the forest talking to each other and i'm rarely around crows it was just like mm-hmm. oh god it was so good yeah 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 it's it's so it's funny right yes that's that's the thing for me <laughs> i i had this awakening in 2021 this this moment like a third eye thing mm-hmm. and i went out on this walk long walk like 10 miles and the birds it was like I could hear the birds it was like I've lived my whole life but I haven't heard mm. the birds like really taken in their unique song their essence their brightness their brilliance and feeling it like letting it move you and it was the most beautiful thing and so it brings me joy now just to hear bird songs I laugh and I'm taken because I feel like I understand something about them that I never had access to. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> to be alive, mm-hmm. to be alive, to be awakened. Mm. What a joy, what a gift to witness it all. Indeed. <sighs> a soul cultural. I think as my final question on this episode, I would like to ask you if you could share some soul work with us. Mm. Is there a prompt that you can leave with our audience for self-awareness, for reflection, something to meditate to, to savor throughout today? Mm. There is this exercise I shared with my community over the weekend. It's really simple. And it's, you know, you think average lifespan about 80 years. Mm. Um, subtract whatever your age is, right? And now think of your favorite season. You have that many of those seasons left. Wow. Right? I feel like years for some reason goes over our head. But if mm-hmm. you think of your favorite season... And the scarcity of that season, something turns on. And now it's, it's very simple, right? So just close your eyes, breathing into the heart space. And simply ask the heart, what does it want those seasons to be? What does it want them to look like, feel like? And then once that vision arises, simply set the intention to honor the vision of your heart. Mm. 
another breath, simply returning to the room. Thank you. Mm, you're welcome. Thank you. How can everyone get connected to you that's listening? Um, on all the social media, The Soul Called Joel and thesoulcalledjoel.com. And Rise Journal. You right. can Amazon Prime it. Yes. <laughs> Joel, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Namaste. Connect with me on social at Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram. Or you can go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, don't forget, please rate, review, and subscribe and send this episode to a friend. Deeply Well is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jacquees Thomas, Samantha Timmons, and me, Debbie Brown. The beautiful sound bath you heard? That's by Gerilyn Glass from Crystal Cadence. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially Especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.